Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Hello, my name is Guillaume Blanchin, Director of the Geneva's Office in Robert Walters. Uh, today, I'm delighted to welcome Marie de Fremainville. Hello, Marie. Hello, Guillaume. We'll uh, talk about a new episode focused on leading women and particularly the role in executive boards. That's true that several people have recently asked me on the evolution of a podcast series, Women and Leadership, in Switzerland, after having covered the role of the media within gender diversity with Berenger Farco from ASH Media, we were enlightened further by Alkestis Petropaki, advanced general manager, who insisted on the strategic importance of a larger gender diversity in businesses. So, Marie, I was fortunate to meet you a few years ago. And when the team of this podcast was shared with me, you were the first person I thought of. So thank you for joining me on this podcast. Thank you, Guillaume, for your uh, invitation. To start with, could you please introduce yourself in a few words? I have worked in uh, different sectors, construction and uh, real estate, a publishing company, and then Airbus Group for 15 years as CFO and then a head of the subsidiary governance department. I have also worked as a non-executive director in uh, different areas, construction again, investment funds, Airbus subsidiaries, and information technology services and security. And then uh, when I left Airbus some years ago, I uh, have created my own company and I work now as an independent for different companies small companies uh, and international companies. And I organize events about governance and cybersecurity. And I train as well managing directors and uh, board members about governance and cybersecurity. Yes, as, as I am the vice president of the Cercle Suisse des Administratrices, so the women uh, non-executive directors uh, in Switzerland, this association uh, promotes diversity in the board of directors and supports executive women to be more visible. You are vice president of the Swiss Women Non-Executive Directors Association, bringing together many women that have the skills executive boards are looking for. So why don't we see more women in these positions today, Marie? So to answer your question, I would say, yes, there, there are only 20% of women in board of directors in, the, in Switzerland, in Swiss companies, and it's even less in family-owned companies. I think there are a few different reasons. There are cultural reasons, because for historical reasons, uh, women have not worked in companies and this uh, during centuries. And therefore, they are not considered as able to, to take executive positions and board member positions. And even women consider themselves as not enough experience, which is not true, of course. Uh, there are uh, professional reasons as well. 
I would say that there are not enough women at executive positions. And then, uh, of course, it's better to have taken responsibility at a high level in the company to be able to go at the board level. Uh, I would say there is also a networking reason. Women are often very busy because when they work, they also have to take care of the family, children, and house. And they don't have much time to develop the, their network. And it's a, really a problem because the best way to find a position in a board of directors is to network and to develop the network. And very often women consider or think that if they have competencies, it is enough and it's not enough. It's very important to develop the network and even to bring the network at the board of directors because this is what the board needs sometimes. And I would say the last reason is uh, the regulations. In some countries like France or Germany, uh, the law forces listed companies to appoint 40% of women at the board. Of course, there was some debates about these laws because as a woman, we don't like quotas, but we like what quotas do. Uh, we like that uh, we don't want to be hired because we are a woman, but we want to be hired because we have competencies. But the fact is that if you don't force the company to change the way they recruit their board members, they will continue recruiting the people they know and the people, uh, the board members, they, are, they have met in their professional life. And the first thing they say is that they don't know women. And this is why they don't hire women. And this is why the Cercle Suisse des Administratrices, so these women non-executive directors association has been created is to be able to say to the president of board of directors if you don't know women call us we will introduce you to very professional women who are able to take a position at the, at the board very interesting insights Amari. and talking about executive boards can we consider their specific contributions from women is that correct to say to say that i wouldn't say that there are fundamental differences between women board members and men board members mm -hmm. i would say they are all professionals they bring their competencies experience network and even if i say there is no very big difference i know some um, president of boards saying that Women are very useful because they put the problem on the table and they challenge, they ask questions because, and, and probably the, the, this is the main difference and they, maybe they address issues with the less ego. This is what he says. <laughs> so uh, it's not a, an opinion from a woman, it's an opinion from a man. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, I would say, but what I think is that the arrival of women has forced boards to progress and to change their way of recruiting and working. Uh, first, I would say the boards are younger, thanks to women, because uh, The, the average age has decreased because they have recruited women 
who are, are not retired. And they have also, these women, they are recruited because they have, I would say, modern competencies such as digital competencies or environmental expertise. I would say as well that the, the boards are more professional because the way of recruiting each board member is much more professional now. Because if they want to find a women, they define what they need. They define the competencies and the experience they need. And then they look for a profile. And they didn't do that before. They just ask someone they know, uh, can you uh, join us at the board? And now it's very much, much more professional. And then once they are recruited, women are integrated into the board and they change the habits. They work, they prepare the, read the files, they prepare the meetings, they ask questions, they challenge. And this is why they, they bring value because they want to show as well that it was not a mistake to hire them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, thanks to women, the board become more professional. The debates and the preparation of the files become more professional. Okay. Oh, very interesting, this subtopic of uh, balance of, of behaviors this behind because we could develop and give more more insight on mm. on the management side more 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 larger what do you think mary about the reform of the swiss corporate law uh, which introduced quotas in the boards of uh, in the board on management of listed companies what's your feeling about uh, i that? would say yes i think in, in a world i would say it's a big progress even if women don't want to be higher because they are a woman. But I think that it is a real booster. And if you don't do that, companies don't change or they change very slowly. They change because there is a, an issue of image. But the issue of image is less important than the, the non-compliance with the law. So the only thing I would say about the Swiss law is that the Swiss law doesn't... So I would say two things. First, the Swiss law doesn't concern only the board of directors. It concerns also the direction, the executive level, which is not the case in most of the countries because uh, which have adopted quotas. So it's a very good point. The second think is that unfortunately there is no sanction for companies that don't complain with the law but even if there is no sanction it's a real booster uh, that allows mentalities to change and this is a very good trend in uh, Switzerland and I think there are many uh, much more women recruited today by the boards than men because they have to improve the weight of women in the board. So, yes, I would say it's a very good thing. And I believe that there will be no turning back in European countries once the board will have realized that there are women able to create value and once they have realized that, they will not go uh, back and they will continue to ensure a diversity at board level. Okay, I understand. 
and concretely in the daily business uh, business life how can companies could take action and establish a culture of of gender diversity in decision making uh, i i believe it's a very long process because we you cannot change the culture of a country of companies in uh, in 10 minutes or one year uh, even in one generation it's i would say it requires a few generations because it's mainly a cultural issue and you cannot change more than 20 centuries of habits only with laws. I would say it starts with education in families and at school, then it continues at work. And in companies, it starts with the recruitment process. It's very important in companies to define roles and to encourage males and females or male and female applications at all levels and i would say it starts by the ceo or it starts by the the board i i'm very much convinced that, uh, by the lead by example um, behavior because i think that if you start by the top then the other levels will follow but if you you say we should do it or we must do it and you don't do it at the top level it doesn't work so yes i think it's a, it's a long process but it is progressing and if you remember 50 years ago the women were not allowed to vote in switzerland it's not a long time ago yeah. so it has much progressed in 50 years Thanks. Very interesting. Um, we quickly mentioned on, on the beginning of this podcast that you're also an expert on cybersecurity and, and data protection. Is the lack of gender diversity very significant in this function? And if so, why? And, and by the way, what are the consequences? Yes, it is true that uh, there are few women in this area. And it is really a concern as the world is more and more digital. I don't know if you know these uh, figures, but the proportion of women in IT jobs has actually declined over the past 35 years. And today, only 20% of CISOs, so Chief Information Security Officers positions, are held by women. So it's it's a low average, and um, I would say we, we have to work on it. I would say it comes from the fact that there are few women in IT engineering schools, and that also that cybersecurity is considered as a technical domain. And I, I believe that if there is a big misunderstanding about what cybersecurity is, because cybersecurity is not only a technical domain. Of course, uh, technical solutions are necessary, and it is very important to understand how the technical tools work. For example, threat de detection, data leaks detection, secure storage, encryption, identity and access management. And there are many others. But I would say I, cybersecurity is a very new domain. I am a personally former CFO. I, I have uh, worked in the IT sector because I was a non-executive director of uh, IT services subsidiary of Airbus Group. And I was very much 
aware of what cybersecurity was because Airbus Group was a sensitive domain, a business domain. And I also, when I trained directors and non-executive directors of Airbus Group subsidiaries about their responsibilities and the risk they had in their companies everywhere in the world. I trained 250 uh, directors and non-executive directors. And uh, the um, cybersecurity was uh, a new topic, but I, I thought that it was in, very important to explain them why it was important to take care and how they could take care and that they were uh, experts in the group and they could call them to check how to proceed. And even you are, if you are not an expert, you can understand. It's the same at home. Huh? You can understand that, that, that someone can come in your home and steal uh, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. information that are, are things. So cybersecurity is not only techniques, it's also uh, risk management, it's also cyber culture, it's also organization, priorities to be defined, control, internal control, audit, independent audit. And so you may, diversity of competencies is very important as well in uh, cybersecurity and IT to understand the strategy you have to put in place. Yeah. Very interesting to highlight this uh, misunderstanding in cybersecurity because I, I can see that on a, on a weekly basis with many clients who are mm. on job brief. Definitely, that's not only a technical subject, that's much yes. more deeper. Yes. And w- what could greater diversity in companies bring to this uh, strategic subject, which is uh, cybersecurity? Uh, So I would say uh, I believe a lot in diversity, not only gender diversity, it's not the only issue. I mean uh, diversity of competencies and experiences. But the problem is how to create value from diversity. The problem is not only diversity to get diversity because diversity is not a good objective. The objective is to create value from diversity. And it requires rationality, it requires a climate of trust so that diversity can be expressed and also it requires good governance. And by good governance, I mean clarify roles and responsibilities, clarify decision-making mechanisms. It requires as well a good communication to know where we are going collectively so that everyone can contribute at his level or her level. And I would say it's like on a boat uh, when you you have to share the same course. The important thing is to pursue the same goal, uh, not necessarily to have the same taste or the same origins, Mm -hmm. but bring your own experience and your own view. And this is why the good, a good recruitment and a good composition of the teams are essential to get the, the value from diversity. Many thanks, Marie, for, for your contribution and with many, many examples and many personal examples. So we understood that many topics influence gender diversity in, in business. Mm-hmm. And, and given the frequent buzz 
stats that the media has given to gender diversity in general, your share on leading women was much more specific and detailed, uh, I guess. Mm -hmm. So thanks, thanks a lot. Just maybe a small question for you, the most useful, let's say, quality or personal quality in business, in few words. So I would say, uh, and I will then uh, explain why, uh, that diversity is essential and accept diversity is a must. And I would also add, uh, if we could stop speaking about diversity, it would be great because the day we stop, this will be the day uh, we have reached diversity in the companies, for instance, but in the society in general. And I would like, because I like sailing and I have already mentioned uh, boats in my, uh, in my answers, uh, I would like to compare business with sailing. I like very much sailing. I have crossed the Atlantic between uh, Spain and oh. Brazil. And I have spent one year on a sailing boat with my husband and children when they were seven and nine years old. Uh, and we have navigated between French Polynesia and Malaysia, Thailand, through New Zealand, Australia. It was great. And I would say govern a boat and govern a company are very similar. When you spend 15 days at sea to cross the Atlantic, for instance, you need a good crew with different skills and different personalities. And the, the most important thing is not to get along well is to, and to navigate with uh, friends. The most important is to have the same objective and to apply the same rules. The most important is to have competencies, of course, and also to want to go to the other side of the Atlantic and to be able to face together weather crises, storms, uh, to face technical problems and also to, to accept the mistakes of others and to trust each other. The trust is very, very important. It requires not only competencies, it requires human qualities. Knowing how to work in a team and manage your emotions is also very important. And so it's not so different from uh, what happens in a company. Uh, in a company, we, we are not friends but we work in a team and diversity is key and what you need. And it's very important to accept diversity and also to manage diversity. It's not only gender diversity, it's we are all different. And so it's very important to, yes, to accept that we are all different, but that uh, some people have qualities we don't have and, and manage diversity is key in a company. So, so true, Marie. Thanks for making us traveling with you, <laughs> with your family. It's a dream. Um, it's a dream. <laughs> and thanks for your contribution. For Thank this you podcast. for your invitation, uh, Guillaume. Thanks a lot. So this podcast is a part of the series Women in Leadership. We'll quite soon disclose the team for the new series. Thanks a lot for your attention. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.